1: My 7
2: Chakras, Episode 80. This
3: too shall pass.
0: The 7 Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head.
3: For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chocolates help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 chocolates, And
2: now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's going on, Action Takers? AJ here, and it is a beautiful morning here in Vancouver, British Columbia. And no matter where you are at this very moment on your way to work, at home, or whether you're waiting in line for your coffee, I want to say that you have greatness within you, and you are powerful beyond measure. So Action Takers, we are really, really close to our 100th episode, and as we get closer to that golden milestone, I want to take a step back and assess whether the information that we put out is helping you solve your problem, take action, and begin your human revolution. You see, that's the bottom line, we want you to begin your human revolution as soon as possible. So in order to do that, I have just one question for you. Just one. What is your single biggest passion or frustration when it comes to alternative healing? A passion could be that you really want to learn meditation or yoga this year. And a frustration could be that you've tried meditation or lucid dreaming in the past but you quickly figured out that it's just not for you. Now to provide your responses, all you have to do is visit the link. That is our website, my7chakras.com survey and write down your responses to the simple question. What is your biggest passion or frustration when it comes to alternative healing? Once again, the link is my slash chakras, survey. I read every message. I look forward to learning more about you so that I can serve you in the best way possible. And today is a special day because we have with us our featured guest, MJ Domet. So MJ, are you ready to inspire? I am. (laughs) Wonderful. So MJ Domet's early life was not an indication of where her path would lead her. Through the tears of her experiences, the tragedies, and the triumphs, MG has built her reputation as a multi-award winning author workshop facilitator and radio show host. So MJ, I've given our listeners a quick intro, but take about a minute to tell us a little bit more about you.
3: Okay. Well, thank you so much, AJ. It's a pleasure to be talking to you and your listeners today. I was a preschool teacher for about 19 years. So teaching has always been my passion. So now to be teaching in a spiritual sense has become, of course, more of a passion, I guess. And as well as um, I do several modalities such as Reiki, deep cellular healing, I do face reading, I do animal spirit guides. Mm -hmm. I just have a real passion for learning as well as teaching, I guess. So, yeah, so that's about where it's at. I just try and get as much information as I can to help myself and also to help other people.
2: Beautiful. Now here at My7Chakras, we really respect teachers because it's not an easy job. A, you need to have the content and the experience, but you also need to have the patience to ensure that every student or every client is learning at their own pace. So thanks a lot for that wonderful intro. Now, right before we begin today's episode, MJ, we're going to take some time to find inspiration through words. And I believe that you have carefully chosen a quote to help us get there, is that correct?
3: Yes, um, this is a quote, AJ, that has always um, been one of my favorites. quotes. And possibly your listeners, as well as yourself, have heard it before. And it is simply, this too shall pass and that quote has inspired me i think in my life more than anything else anything that's more wordy or fancier or it to me it just comes right down to that it's like knowing that when you are in a period of your life where um... what i know now to be lessons that you are learning um so some of those we might call it a dark period or a down period that is all going to pass. And you know what? You're going to come out on the other end of that, and you're going to know more, and you're going to have more joy in your life, and because you've let go of something. So that is why that is my favorite quote, and it's one that I go to all the time, time and again, when I am in one of those periods of my life. And I've now come to the point where I'll say wow, I recognize, you know, that the energy that I'm feeling right now is um, what we would call a more negative energy. But on the other side of this, there's going to be so much more happening in my life, so many more joyful things happening in my life because uh, it's a lesson learned.
2: So this too shall pass short, simple, but so profound. And action takers, if you're going through a challenge right now, some pain, some trial, a lesson maybe, or a dark period, whatever it is, this too shall pass. And as they say, the beautiful morning sunrise always follows the darkest part of the night. So this too shall pass. So MJ, what inspired you to write your book, Waves of Blue Light?
3: I've always written, and I since I was young, but I kept it all to myself. So there just came a point when I looked at it and I thought, you know, I just have to Put this in a book or at least get it out there to, to other people so they can be inspired maybe if they've lived a life something like mine mm-hmm. that they could be inspired to recognize that they don't have to stay there. That at some point it's time to recognize that as being something that made up your story and who you are. But now it's time to climb out of that and to use those lessons that you learned at that time to move forward in your life. And so that was my inspiration for the book. So when I first started, AJ, I I believe a lot of it had to do with um, working through my own stuff. But then, as so often happens, working through our own stuff leads to inspiring others to work through theirs.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you had these thoughts, you had these experiences deep within you. And at one point, you made the decision that you just have to get it out there, put it in the form of a book, maybe so that people who were experiencing a similar challenge, like you could get inspired and realize that they don't have to stay there. And what comes to my mind is a beautiful quote by JP Morgan, who once said that in order to get anywhere, you have to first make the decision of not staying where you are, something along that lines. Now, I've read that You have affirmations listed at the end of each section of your book. Could you talk a bit about the power of affirmations and how they work?
3: Oh, definitely. That's one of my passions. One of the modalities that I do is called deep cellular healing. Mm -hmm. And the use of affirmations is very powerful in that because what we do with deep cellular healing is uh, use what I call muscle response. Some people call it muscle testing, but to me it's not testing the muscles. It's seeing how the muscles respond to your question. Mm -hmm. So using the muscle response work, I help um, students, clients find what is creating, what is happening in their life right now that they don't want to hold on to. So what is creating that backpack or that baggage that they're carrying? And then with that, we go through a series of questions and at the end of that, an affirmation makes itself known. So with that affirmation. That energy has changed. So it's changed from, you know, not wanting to be there anymore in that state or not wanting to carry that pattern, and sometimes it's a generational pattern. So not wanting to carry that into changing it into something that that you want in your life.
2: Now, quick question. When I think about muscle response, it seems like a scientific term. So is there a machine or something like that that you use to measure the muscle response or... How is it? I'm just trying to understand the term in a better way.
3: Okay. Well, great question. <laughs> it's not a machine. It's actually yourself. It's your own body. So what it is, it's using your fingers, I guess, if I explain it from there, to create yes and no answers. And Your muscles actually give you a yes or no answer. So for me, I say it is actually your intuition, but some people need a physical way of accessing that in- that intuition first So using the muscle response techniques actually starts that intuition um, or that trust, because we've all got intuition, but it's more the trust in our intuition. So it starts that process of trusting your intuition. And I find that most people after a while don't even have to use the muscle response because their body has become so used to them accessing that information that it just becomes an automatic response to know exactly what you're ready to release And the affirmation that is needed to bring your body back into balance.
2: Mm -hmm. I love when you say that some people need a physical way to find that trust in their intuition. And it brings to my mind that our mind and body are connected. But as you mentioned, initially, we need some method or some technique to Uh, validate that might not need it later on but at least at the beginning you need to have a way to build that trust in our own intuition yes now you're also a reiki teacher in three disciplines so firstly for those listeners who are new to reiki what is reiki
3: reiki is um an energy and um can be a very spiritual energy and it is um accessed through our crown chakra And brought down into the facilitator's hands or the practitioner's hands. And so it's using like universal energy that we can access at any time. Any of us can access at any time. You don't have to be a Reiki Mm -hmm. practitioner in order to do that. But it's that universal energy, that good energy, I guess we could call it. And it's a healing energy. And using their hands, the practitioner then moves around the body of the client, and the energy itself removes blocks, Mm -hmm. blocks from the body that the the client's ready to release. I guess I want to say it in this way. Reiki is intent. It's all intent. It's an energetic intent. And so it is uh, from... um, Children, I I have a children's class that I teach as well. So children from the age of four years old all the way up to as old as you want to be to learn exactly how to. And what I call re-remember because we all have the innate ability to do Reiki. It's just that we have forgotten because we, we often forget in this living this physical life, we often forget where we have come from and that we are able to access this energy and we're able to heal ourselves.
2: Beautiful. Now you mentioned children, but not only that, one of our previous guests, what she does is animal Reiki. So uh, it's beautiful to note that when Reiki is performed on a pet dog or a cat or a horse, their expression changes automatically. Because as you mentioned, the universal life force or that healing energy or that light energy acts on everyone and every being equally. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And plants too. Oh, really? Wonderful. So anything,
3: <laughs> anything that carries a life force. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Now, could you provide us an overview of the three disciplines that you teach within Reiki?
3: Okay. So Asui Reiki is probably the most common Reiki. And that was brought by Dr. Asui from Japan. It started, uh, in the 19, I believe, the 1920s. And um, I guess I would say all of the Reikis, to me, are very equal. It's just that they carry different energy with them. So that's the most common Reiki, and that's the Reiki that probably most Reiki teachers and practitioners have. And then I have another modality that is called Komyo Reiki. And Komyo Reiki was taught to me by a Buddhist monk from Japan, and his name is Yakutan Senzi. And um, it's a very ancient Reiki. So it is a lot like the Asui Reiki principles, except it's taught and applied in a more Eastern fashion. And the um, Karuna Reiki is what is called Compassionate Action Reiki. And with the Karuna Reiki, the symbols are different. So there are symbols, Japanese symbols, in all of those Reikis. And the symbols for the Karuna Reiki are different. It is um, based on the principles of having compassion. So having compassion for our fellow man, having compassion for animals and plants and all life force. I know students who have taken the Karuna Reiki notice quite a bit of difference because it is actually called an advanced Reiki.
2: Beautiful. So you mentioned that there are three broad types of Reiki that you teach. One is Usui Reiki, the most common form, and then Komio Reiki, Mm -hmm. more ancient taught and applied in a more Eastern fashion and taught to you by a a Buddhist monk. And third is Karuna Reiki. It's all about compassion for all life forms. And of course, you mentioned that the symbols are different. Now, for someone who might have heard a bit about Reiki, but somebody who really wants to know more, what are some of the short-term and then long-term benefits of Reiki?
3: Oh, well, there are so many, but you know what? (laughs) I I would list a few. For many people, of course, healing is probably the first and foremost. So that's healing at all levels, AJ. It's healing physically, healing mentally, emotionally, and also spiritually. And I found that many people that who either um, accept a Reiki session or become a Reiki practitioner, find that their intuition also increases, and they feel more connected to Source. So it starts the healing process on all levels. Another thing that I really like about Reiki is that it seems to be a starting point for a lot of people who on their spiritual path. So many students that I teach Reiki to will end up not only becoming teachers themselves of the Reiki modality, but they will go on to just being inspired by other modalities. So they may, may go on to some of the classes that I teach. Mm-hmm. They may, some of um, the students that I've taught Reiki to have gone on to become naturopaths. They have gone on to become massage therapists. And there's so many modalities out there that I, of course, I can't name them all, but just about anyone that you can think of. So Reiki is a really great, starting point, whether you are a client or whether you become a facilitator of the energy. It's just a starting point to
2: healing. So action takers, in case you haven't tried Reiki yet. Reiki is really therapeutic. I had a Reiki session just a few weeks back at a wellness expo here in Vancouver, and it feels like bliss. It's very relaxing and very warm. And MJ, I love that you mentioned that Reiki sometimes is the starting point because once a person feels it, once a person intuitively gets it, then they can chart their own course and decide what modality, what practice to learn about next and where to take their journey and their adventure. And talking about adventure, MJ, let's take a few steps back. How did you encounter Reiki?
3: Actually, I feel that my Reiki story is quite an interesting one. I hope it's as interesting <laughs> to other people as it is to me. Mm, of course. <laughs> I first took Reiki about 12 years ago, and I up to that time, I'd never even had a Reiki session. But um, it was all kind of fairly new in my area, all of the energy, um, talk about energy modalities, and, and uh, so all very new. There were a, a group of uh, people that I knew, and they kept talking about this Reiki and how they were going to get somebody to come from Calgary, Alberta, because I live um, in Beaver Lodge, Alberta. They were going to get somebody from Calgary, Alberta to come and teach Reiki. So I started asking a few questions, and it scared me. Honestly, it scared me. I said, no. They kept asking, well, do you want to take Reiki with us? At that time, there, like I said, mentioned, there was just a core group of people who were really doing the energy work. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, no, no. It doesn't sound like it's for me, but you know, it set a seed. It planted a seed. And I was got thinking about it. I thought, oh, you know what? I feel like I want to know more, but there was that fear as well. Well, long story short, AJ, I ended up um, going and taking the Reiki class, and I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I still hadn't had a Reiki session, but during the class, of course, I did have, a, uh, you know, we did work on each other. Then I thought, oh, no, this definitely is for me, and what was I so afraid of? Well, then I went to my second level of Reiki, and I knew that I wanted to be there, but I cried. I cried all the way there as I drove there because it was about a a half hour drive from me. The whole time I was there, I couldn't stop crying and I cried all the way home. And I probably cried for a week after, Not, not the whole time, but, you know, off and on. What I didn't realize at the time, that it was such a profound, it had such a profound effect on me. And it was so healing to me. And I was just shedding off layers of old stuff. And I went on to, of course, become a Reiki teacher and then couldn't get enough of just the Asui. So went on to take Karuna and the Komyo as well.
2: So you mentioned that a group of people were talking about Reiki in your location where you lived. Yes. And they wanted to get somebody from Calgary to... Uh, conduct or teach them about Reiki. And you happen to listen to that because they asked you whether you want to get Reiki too. So that's wonderful. Action takers, we are the average of the people who we hang out with the most. So think about it. Who do you hang out with? Are they inspiring you? Are they motivating you? Do they tell you about new ideas and new ways to enhance the quality of your life? It's a good moment to think about this. Now, MJ, let's talk about your empowerment series of workshops that you conduct to help your students build self-awareness. I noticed that the first workshop is about self-empowerment. What happens during this workshop?
3: The self-empowerment workshop, we have actually talked about that. That's the muscle response work. That is when I teach people how to access their intuition through muscle response. And it's for the rest of the empowerment series. That's what people use. That's what my students use in order to access um, different blocks in
2: their life to clear them. Now, for somebody listening to the show right now who has loved listening to the insights, loved listening to your story uh, so far, but wants to take some action, no matter how small, and see some results, is there a health tip that you could recommend for our listeners?
3: Yes. Take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. That's my first rule. And I think, you know, for a lot of us, especially women, and, you know, I I mean, I'm not leaving men out of this at all, but because we are traditionally are the caretakers and, and it seems like so many of us put other people first Mm -hmm. that we, you know, it's like we do so many things for other people that we often forget about ourselves. And just saying, you know, I know for myself, raising my family and, You know, I think, well, I'll just do that for myself later. I'll do that for myself later. That is not me anymore. Now, I, mind you, my family's grown up, but still, um, now I have a family of students, (laughs) and um so, there's still that tendency to do that, to answer all the emails, you know, of, of questions that are coming in and things like that. Where I used to go to my computer first thing in the morning, I don't do that anymore. It's like, okay, I get myself Reiki, I, you know, I might read for a bit, different things like that. And I take care of myself first because I have recognized that if I don't have the energy, to work with other people, then I'm not giving them my best, the best of myself,
2: if I'm not well. Mm -hmm. Wonderfully put. If anything at all, we need to learn something from our flight. And when there's a situation that happens uh, and the oxygen masks drop down, uh, they mention and they recommend and suggest that you need to put your oxygen mask first before helping and supporting others. Because if you are not taking care of yourself, you would not be able to take care of others that effectively. So thanks a lot for that powerful health tip. Understand that it's okay to be scared or uncertain. However, beyond those barriers ultimately lies your dream. Now this is a profound quote shared by Josh Hines. The theme of this round is challenges, barriers or obstacles that have their own way of appearing in front of our lives out of nowhere. This round allows us to understand how people face those challenges, and more importantly, how facing those obstacles allowed them to become the person they are today. Stronger, bolder, and wiser. So MJ, take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. What was your initial reaction to the challenge, and then how did you overcome it?
3: Oh, okay. This question is, um, again, a very, very interesting one. I just love the questions that you pose, by the way. Really make me think. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, When I really think about this one, I have found, like, in my early life, I had so many barriers. Like, I can't really think of something that really challenged me. Now that I say that, something is coming to me. Um, You know, the public speaking, Okay, so I didn't have a problem like teaching preschool. But there was something about adults because, of course, we know that anything that comes at us from outside of us has to do with uh, how we feel about ourselves inside. So I believe for most of my life, I didn't feel that I would be, that I had enough information to share or that anybody wanted to listen to me and, and that kind of thing. So when it came to the decision to take the Reiki classes and become a teacher, there was that barrier because it was. Oh, my goodness. Now, of course, if I become a teacher, I've got to, you know, it's teaching adults mainly. And um, for myself, luckily, in that situation, I had already learned how to do the muscle response work. Mm -hmm. So with that, I actually cleared that barrier that I had or that, you know, that obstacle that was in the way. And um, through the realization of why I had created that barrier in the first place, because we create our own barriers. It's our choice whether we're going to make that a barrier or whether we're not. So um, recognizing that most of this had come from my childhood, this idea that I wasn't worthy or I wasn't good enough. And of course, there were several different incidences that led to that. But it's like the, the Yoda onion, you know, where we start with a basic core belief about ourselves and then we keep wrapping those layers and layers around it until we can't even see the core anymore. Getting to the core of it was at recognizing that uh, my childhood had a lot to do with the reason why I didn't feel worthy of being a teacher or worthy of speaking to people and clearing that. And now I must say that I absolutely love doing it because I love seeing um, other people's expressions when they get it and when they get it about themselves.
2: Looking back now, maybe in just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that you would want our listeners to take away from your story?
3: It doesn't matter what has happened in your past. It doesn't matter what you've been doing. What matters is right now. And it doesn't matter where you are now. The perfect place to start is right now, right today. Mm-hmm. It's always the perfect time. To start that journey.
2: Well, thanks a lot for sharing your story with us. According to statistics, MJ, people fear public speaking more than they fear death. So you were not alone at that point. What really inspired me was that you took one obstacle at a time and you took time to go back into your self limiting beliefs in your childhood. And this proves really that obstacles are there to give us a chance to go beyond our comfort zones, to go beyond the stage, life stage, so that other people can see you, see your vulnerability and see your limitations and see that you're not perfect. And I think that really brings them even closer to you when they realize that you are just like them and you took action. And that's what made you grow. And what always follows the challenge round at My7Chakras is the round during which we discuss stories about how people found their life's purpose, mission, or their true calling. I really, really love this round because I always ask the same questions, but no two stories are the same. And that's what makes it beautiful. So before we get to hear your story, I'm going to share a powerful quote about finding Your True Calling by Irene Karsurla, who once emphatically exclaimed, the pen that writes your life story must be held in your own hand. So, MJ, are you currently living your life's purpose? And if yes, what is your life's purpose? Oh,
3: yes, I am now. <laughs> and um, what is it? It's, it's teaching. You know, I've written, I have, um, like, I've written a couple of books. I have an inspirational speaking. I've been a radio host. And through all of that is teaching and I understand that, but it's actually getting into a room with people and teaching them something. Even when I do the inspirational speaking, it's always interactive because I want to make sure that people are applying whatever it is that I am saying to them. So definitely, like I said, I believe being on purpose most of my life since I started teaching, I've just changed who I have taught and what I have taught them.
2: So looking back at your life right now, was there ever a particular moment, let's call this a magic moment, beyond which you were pretty confident that this is what you were meant to do?
3: Yeah, you know, very recently, actually, considering I've been doing this for a few years, I was uh, trying different things. I I guess I just didn't feel that I was really on purpose or what I believe is that how can it be this easy? Because purpose is supposed to be a really hard thing to find right that's what you hear and that some people live all their whole lives without finding out what their purpose is and then just coming to the realization with all of these other things that i've been doing and don't get me wrong i do love doing them but that it came down to the teaching and how i recognized that as i started a mentorship uh, experience and i just found that i wanted to be with my students like all the time on their journey. And I do like a nine month experience with them and they become like family. Mm -hmm. And that to me is, you know, the teaching and the mentoring, just recognizing where would I, where do I want to be more than anywhere else in my work? I want to be there mentoring, teaching.
2: So I love that you mentioned that you were trying different things. So action takers, as MJ shared, finishing or finding your purpose might take some time. It might take days, might take months, or sometimes it takes years. Sometimes people do not find their purpose as well. Uh, So make sure you try, make sure you experiment and make sure that you are not afraid of making those mistakes. So thanks a lot for sharing, MJ. And this brings us to today's final round, the wisdom round, which comprises of four rapid fire questions that require four action-packed responses. Are you ready? I am ready. Great. So looking back at your life, what has been the best advice that someone has ever given you?
3: You know, I've actually already said it and that's the take time for myself. And that was something that I never really listened to before. I just had to recognize my worth and recognize that I'm just as important as anybody else, no matter what I'm doing. So taking time for myself. uh, I mean, I've heard it probably, your listeners have heard it probably, you've heard it lots, but actually doing it, that is the catalyst that makes the change.
2: Name a personal habit that keeps you strong.
3: A personal habit that keeps me strong is being outside. I'm lucky enough to live on a quarter section of land. We have lots of trees here. I love walking. Um, I love horseback riding. So it's finding something that you love to do and doing it, taking that time to do it.
2: Wonderful. So, MJ, what is your morning ritual like?
3: Like I I did mention is um, when I wake up, I will um, give myself Reiki. Mm -hmm. I will also do gratitudes. What am I thankful for today? And then often I will, um, I'll sit and I'll read something. Sometimes it's a fiction book. Sometimes it's a nonfiction book. But those are the things that I will do first. And then I will start my morning. Then I will go, you know, um, on my computer, check my emails, check, you know, all of the social media because that's all part of the work that I do. And that's how my day starts.
2: So name a book that you'd recommend for our listeners.
3: Okay, so, well, this is for anybody, but any of the listeners that might be intrigued about me talking about um, the belief system would probably enjoy the book Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. Even if you aren't scientific, it just kind of is the proof behind the belief system and why and how we carry those beliefs that no longer serve us.
2: So action takers to access the show notes visit my7chakras.com slash 80. And there you'll find the information and links discussed during today's episode. Once again, the link is my7chakras.com slash 80. So MJ, thank you so much for taking your time to speak with us today. Before we end today's session, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for and then tell us the best way we can find you online.
3: Today, I have to tell you, I'm very grateful for the weather that we have today in northern Alberta because spring is here, spring has sprung. We um, don't have really nice winters usually. They're very, very cold. So just uh, seeing the sunshine, that's only one of my gratitudes for today. But that's the one I'll leave everybody with. And you can reach me. My um, website is expecttobeempowered.com, and that is all words. And my email is expecttobeempowered at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at, at MJ Domit, and on Facebook, MJ Domit.
2: So, listeners, especially if what we spoke about today really intrigued you and you want to learn more, then expect to be empowered. And go to the website, www.expecttobeempowered.com, and then you'll get to learn more, read more, and really inspire yourself. We're going to have the links in the show notes as well, so you can always head on over to today's show notes to learn more about this wonderful topic. Now, the show note link is my7chakras.com slash 80. MJ, thank you so much for coming on our show today, talking to us about self-empowerment and taking us one step closer to a human revolution.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me on, AJ. It's been my pleasure. You're
2: listening to
3: My 7 Chakras. Go to my S-E-V-E-N, Chakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action.
0: Transform your life today.